Good morning and welcome in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, please stand as you are able. This morning we have a wonderful addition to our service. Uh, we have a donation that has been anonymously made here this last week, and that's a brand new processional crucifix. And we thought, what better uh, way to start coming back to church than to dedicate it and put it into use. This processional crucifix has been anonymously donated for Thanksgiving for the steadfast confession of the faith by our pastors, our older members, and the saints who have gone before us in Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, St. Paul speaks of the importance of the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, saying, When I came to you, brothers, I did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. By his death on the cross, our Lord won salvation for us. It is fitting that this cross be sanctified by the word of God and prayer for our devotion and as a proclamation of his atoning work for us. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. The Lord be with you. Also with you. Let us pray. Merciful and everlasting God, you did not spare your only Son, but delivered him up for us all, that he might bear our sins on the cross. Grant that our eyes may ever behold our Savior and his cross, that we may not fear the power of any adversaries, but rather rejoice in his victory for us. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now may the Lord Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Bless this processional crucifix. Amen. Amen. We sing.
name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death, of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead, and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
God on high. Let us pray. O God, the strength of all who trust in you, mercifully accept our prayers. And because through the weakness of our mortal nature we can do, do no good thing, grant us your grace to keep your commandments that we may please you in both will and deed. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the first Sunday after Trinity is from Genesis chapter 15. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give, to, give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and number the stars, if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God.
The epistle is from 1 John chapter 4. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this is love perfected in us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because he is, so also we are in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Gospel according to St. Luke, the 16th chapter. Jesus said, There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen, and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate was laid a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, even the dogs came and licked his sores. The poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. And in Hades, being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. Besides all this, between us and you a great chasm has been fixed, in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from there to us. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. And he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, Neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. This is the gospel of our Lord. The Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in one things visible and invisible and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God, very God, begotten, not made, 
being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit, the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
name of Jesus. Friends, hurry up and get on your Twitter account. There needs to be a march. There needs to be a march on heaven's gates right up to God's front door, and you need to let him know how bad the situation is. Lazarus, begging, sores on his body, while the rich man, he's got it all, man. He's got everything. He's got the big house. He's got the fine cars. He's got the nice cars. Equality? Where is it? You're probably getting a little antsy in your seat right now, saying, Oh, Pastor McKay, you're going to get yourself in trouble today. Talking about that kind of thing in this day and age? Jesus talks about it. I think we should be in good company if we talk about the truth of God's Word, should we not? Should we not be theologians of a cross and simply call a thing what it is? Or perhaps we should be theologians of glory and march right up to God's door and tell Him how unfair life is. That's right, you think it. You think it all the time, the sinner in you. How it's unfair, fill in the blank that this happens to so-and-so and doesn't happen to you, that you have this problem and that problem, and, and, and perhaps that the big man upstairs just doesn't care one little iota for you, but oh, everybody else who has it good, he cares about them. And you fall into that deep, dark hole. As a sinner, we all do. All men are sinful and unclean, born that way. Except for one, one who knew no sin, but yet became it for you. I'm glad we got a chance to dedicate that beautiful processional crucifix this morning. It kind of makes the point. Wonderful donation given to our church to remind us of what Paul preaches, Christ crucified, of what we are called to look towards. And now in our gospel text here today, here we have Lazarus, a poor beggar, who by, by all of your rational mind and ability, it's just an unfair, hopeless situation. And Lazarus dies. All men will die. The life in your very body will cease one way, shape, or form. Even if Jesus returns, the body you are in will cease to be no more. So why do you spend so much time worrying about that body? Why do you spend so many hours out of the day constantly, not only comparing yourself to others, but but looking for your best life here and now. Your best life is not here and now. Your best life, Scripture says, is hidden. It's hidden with Christ. And you can't see it now. Us poor sinners can't see it. Which is why Jesus comes down and opens heaven for you. He opens it for you. Lazarus, in, in this story, he dies and he gets to see it. 
He's there at, at Abraham's side. And he sees the throne of the Lamb and the angels and all the things that the rest of the good book tells us about. And, and he has it all. And he actually had it all even back when he was a beggar. Lazarus, you see, lived by faith, not by sight. The world would look at Lazarus and say, oh, woe is this situation. It's so bad. We need to make some changes. Well, to be fair, and make sure you catch this point, we are called to love our neighbor, to care for our neighbor who is in need Red, yellow, black, or white, regardless, all are precious in God's sight. To say that one has faith without acting that out in love, without caring for the needs of of those around you, well, may not be faith at all. So there should be a concern for all, for their status, for their needs, for justice, But for us as Christians, all of this flows from faith. From faith that God is the giver of of all good gifts. All the gifts that the rich man had, they truly were all gifts from God, but the rich man didn't look at it that way. They were his gifts. He had earned them himself. Darn tootin'. Earned it all by himself. No thanks to God. Thanks to me and my hard work and my good sense and, and, and my penny-pinching and whatever. But for Lazarus, someone of faith, someone who simply begged of God's mercy, and it doesn't make sense to you and me, the sinner. You see, a good life here and now is ironically different from the life the world would teach you. A good life is simply a life of faith. And you ready for this? A good life is being known by God. You might not have noticed in this story or in all of the New Testament, as Jesus tells these parables or parable-like stories, he only mentions a person's name once. Have fun digging for that this week. But there's only one time that Jesus mentions an actual name, and it's in our story for today. Lazarus. Lazarus is derivative of the Hebrew Eliezer. Lazarus simply means the one whom God helps. And even though it doesn't seem like God is helping him, he is. Are we not called to suffer with cross, with Christ, to, to pick up our cross and, and follow Him, to trust that He will provide for every one of our needs, even here in this life? Or is our life and even our blessings dependent just upon us? You can't have it both ways. Yes, we cannot know the mind of God. Why he gives to some in a certain way and to others a different way. But Jesus teaches a real important lesson in our gospel text for today. He teaches us that poor folks aren't necessarily poor and rich folks aren't necessarily rich. Because it all comes down to being 
known by God to being fully known by Him. And for this, Christ has come. And as we've come through now Trinity Sunday, where God reveals His name to us, we also emphasize the fact that God has given that name to you. His very name in the waters of holy baptism. That He knows you. That in the waters of holy baptism, your name now has been grafted into His family tree, this this beautiful, wonderful genealogy. And we have a picture of that here in our gospel text for today, especially with Abraham in our Old Testament reading. God promises Abraham what? Promises him that he's going to have descendants. As numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand on the shore, but, but Abram simply believes simply believes. And that faith in God's Word is credited to him as righteousness. This faith Lazarus had, but the rich man, who ironically is not named, does not. There is a heaven, and there is a hell, and they are named by Jesus in such a way in our text for today. There's no crossing over between them, The sinner in you, whenever you hear that someone says, oh, I've died and I've gone to heaven, or I've seen something I'm not supposed to see, you want to run out and buy that book right away. You want to read that news article when it pops up on your phone. The sinner in you is always looking for some sort of extra oomph to your life here and now. The sinner in you is always saying, I don't have enough, Lord. I don't have enough fill-in-the-blank. I need more. And Jesus just smiles at you and says, Was I not enough? Was I not enough for you? In squeezing out all of my holy, precious, innocent blood of of descending from heaven and dying for you? Was, Was my life not enough for you? You need more than that? Your life is hidden with God in Christ Jesus your Lord. And He's given you His name. And He promises that that He's going to take care of you. And that one day, just as Christ has risen from the dead, He's going to raise you. But the sinner in you, oh man, I want action. I want change. I want utopian progression. I want to march towards complete equality with God and everyone else. Repentance is what we need. To humble ourselves before the Most High God and to simply cling in faith and trust that He who has accomplished all good things will yet give us, regardless of where we live, how much we make, regardless of what we do, that through faith He will give us all. And He has. This is the confidence. This is the confidence that we hear in our epistle text. By this is love perfected within us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as He is, so also are we in this world now, and we love because He first loved us. God grant us love for our neighbor. God grant us care for the Lazaruses and others that are around us. But above all, God grant us faith. 
and trust in his gifts. May we repent of trying to have more of this and more of that, of doubting that God will give us what we need or that he will care for us. And may we simply, simply to his precious cross, to Christ himself, may we cling and have our faith and have our hope. Lamb of God, have mercy upon us. In the name of Jesus. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. God, our Father in heaven, look with mercy on us, your needy children on earth, and grant us grace that your holy name would be hallowed by us and all the world through the pure and true teaching of your word and the fervent love shown forth in our lives. Graciously turn from us all false doctrine and evil living, whereby your precious name is blasphemed and profaned. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. May your kingdom come to us and expand. Bring all transgressors and those who are blinded and bound in the devil's kingdom to know Jesus Christ, your Son, by faith, that the number of Christians may be increased. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Strengthen us by your spirit according to your will, <clears throat> both in life and in death, in the midst of both good and evil things, that our own wills may be crucified daily and sacrificed to your good and gracious will. Into your merciful hands we commend all who are in need, especially the family of Margie Pridemore and the family of Trish Peck, as they have laid those they love to rest. We also give thanks for the birth of George Neely, to Tim and Ashley McFarland and Lydia and Helen, to Keith and Ann Mundrick. We pray for those sick and in need of healing, for Joshua, for Shirley, for Hayden, for Gary, for Jim, for Jerry, Bob, Michael, and Carol. We pray for our shut-ins, Olga, Lorraine, Anne, and Doris. And Lord, keep Lutheran Child and Family Services, that their mission to those in need may show the love of Christ in these difficult times. And watch over expectant mothers, Laura, Allie, Anna, and Megan. O Lord, we pray for these, your servants, that according to your good and gracious will, thy will be done. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. 
Grant us our daily bread, preserve us from greed and selfish cares, and help us to trust in you to provide for all of our needs. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Forgive us our sins as we also forgive those who sin against us, that our hearts may be at peace and may rejoice in a good conscience before you, and that no sin may ever frighten or alarm us. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lead us not into temptation, O Lord, but help us by your Spirit to subdue our flesh, to turn from the world and its ways, and to overcome the devil with all his wiles. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. And lastly, O Heavenly Father, deliver us from all evil of both body and soul, now and forever. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We trust, O Lord, in your great mercy to hear and answer us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good right and salutary that we should at all times and all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who, having created all things, took on human flesh and was born of the Virgin Mary. For our sake he died on the cross and rose from the dead, to put an end to death, thus fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is 
Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
And now may the body and blood of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you steadfast until life everlasting. Depart in peace and with great joy, your sins are forgiven. Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endureth forever. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.